Hello and welcome to Faith Life 365, episode number 23. My name is Tim Hardison. I thank you for joining me. Now, if you've missed any past uh, episodes, you can go back, listen, and get caught up with us. Also, uh, you can go to our website, www.faithlife365.org, and uh, we'll have a blog on there. You can you can click on uh, YouTube or Rumble video channels uh, under video, or you can, you can click on the uh, podcast and uh, listen that way. Uh, so I hope you'll uh, take a look at the website. And um, so now today in this episode, we are going to talk about the power of our spoken words. So let's pray and get started. Father God, we just come before you now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. We praise you. We glorify your name. Lord, we pray that you would open our eyes and our ears today so that we may see and hear your word and gain understanding. Father, renew our minds. Give us knowledge, wisdom, and understanding now. Grow our faith, Father, as we hear and study your word in Jesus' name. All right. <clears throat> The power of our spoken words. Now, in episode 22, we talked about our confession and holding fast to our confession. And our confession is made by speaking words. Now, we touched on the power of the spoken word through our confession. Uh, but now let's look closer at, uh, at our spoken word. The words we speak are powerful. The words we speak have meaning. The words we speak create. The words we speak can give comfort and love or can cause harm and injury. The words we speak have far-reaching consequences. Now, I'm curious, what thoughts or feelings just went through your mind when I said that the words that we speak have far-reaching consequences? Did you think uh, of the word consequence in a negative form or a negative sense? See, I believe the majority of us most likely think in negative terms when we hear the word consequence or consequences. Why is that? Could it be that for most of our lives, when we heard the word consequence or consequences, uh, it was spoken to imply the negative? I mean, from a young age, you may have heard something uh, similar to, if you don't clean your room and take out the trash, there will be consequences. Or uh, if you don't do your homework, there will be consequences. Or you got a speeding ticket? Well, that's the consequence for driving too fast. Fortunately, you didn't get in a car wreck. You know, stuff, things like this. You see, because we, we understand that the consequence for these above statements here that I just made, well, they're not usually going to be good. But what's the definition of the word consequence? If we look in dictionary.com, it defines consequence as the effect, result, or outcome of something occurring earlier. The effect, result, or outcome of something occurring earlier. There's nothing negative about that definition. We could just as easily think in the positive uh, when we hear the word consequence or consequences, yet Probably in most cases, uh, the context in which we have most often heard the word consequence or consequences used is the consequence of how we think when we hear the word spoken. So as we look closer at the power of our spoken word, uh, we will see that there are consequences to the words that we speak. But those consequences can be both good and bad. So from the time 
we are born into this world, we begin our lifetime of learning process. You know, actually, you know, science has taught us that babies, <clears throat> excuse me, as we begin hearing while still in the womb, or, or babies, you know, can begin to hear uh, while still in the womb. And uh, some people actually play recordings, you know, or you sing to the baby because we know the baby can hear. The baby hears our voices speak and, and begins to know us and, and uh, the things around before ever even coming out of the, the womb. Um, so we first hear words, and then as we grow, uh, we learn to understand words and to speak words. We then progress to seeing and reading words. So our mind forms the words. Uh, that we want to speak, and then we can speak the words, but we only speak the words by using our mouth and our tongue. So what does God's Word say about the tongue? In Proverbs 15, uh, verse 4 of the Amplified, uh, says, A soothing tongue, speaking words that build up and encourage, is a tree of life. But a perversive tongue, speaking words that overwhelm and depress, crushes the spirit. Now, Psalms chapter 64, verse 3 of the New Living Translation, it says, They sharpen their tongues like swords and aim their bitter words like arrows. James chapter 3, verses 3 through 12, and this is the English Standard Version, says, If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. They are so large and are driven by strong winds. They are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. Also, the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature, can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives, or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. Now, verse 8, it says that no human being can tame the tongue. Let's look quickly at Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, New King James Version. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, Philippians 4, 13, it gives us a quick answer to taming the tongue. On our own, using our own will, we cannot tame the tongue. But when we give way uh, to God and allow the Holy Spirit to guide us and Jesus Christ to work in us, we can bridle it. Now, Brother James puts much emphasis on the tongue. However, he's ultimately talking about the words that we speak. So, I mean, have you ever been in your workplace or out in public and heard someone cursing or using vulgar language? I ask another question. Have you ever been in your workplace or out in public and been the one others have heard cursing or using vulgar language? 
How about at home? You see, now, I'm sad to admit it, but I've been that person. I have been. You know, I, I spent more than 33 years as an air traffic controller at one of the busiest air traffic control centers in the United States. This is a high-stress job. You tend to hear a lot of cursing when it gets busy and the stress levels rise. People aren't doing it just to curse. They're blowing off steam or something happens. It's just a matter of releasing stress and, and going on about the job. Now, they're not keying their mics up and cursing at pilots or, or things of that nature. Sometimes they get aggravated at a pilot, and they will curse or say something that doesn't go out over the frequency where it can be heard. But uh, they're just relieving. They're, we realize they're releasing stress. I'm not condoning or saying it's a good way to release the stress. I'm just saying that we understand it in that environment. And in other stress-related environments, people say things. They're not really even thinking about it. They're just they're letting that stress off, and they go right back into doing their job. But, you know, some people can take it to a whole new level. Uh, a dear brother in Christ, friend of mine, uh, he never missed an opportunity to call people out when it would get over the top. You know, he would often, he would, he'd be, whoa, 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 do you kiss your children with that mouth? And uh, so on one occasion, uh, I can recall a, a young woman was using language that would uh, pretty much make a sailor blush. And my friend looked at her and he proclaimed, you know, he, he spoke it pretty loud. I mean, you know, everybody around could hear, but he, he said, uh, he said, hey, what's your language? You know, a lady might walk by. <laughs> And say, so I still crack up when I think about that. I about spit my coffee all over the radar scope. You just you don't want to be taking a sip when somebody says something like that. But you know, sadly, the comment seemed to go right over her head. I don't even think she made the association of what he was saying there. But uh, you know, in our current world, many of us have become almost completely desensitized to the amount and level of curse words and vulgar language that's routinely spoken. I mean, TV shows are saturated with, with cursing, vulgar language, uh, promiscuous acts. Our children hear cursing and vulgar language in school, just walking in public. Um, the Internet, this brought this stuff to a whole new level of vulgarity. However, the words we speak do not have to be curse words or vulgar words in order to be harmful. Uh, let's look again at James chapter 3, and we're going to look at verses uh, 8 through 12. But no human being can tame the tongue. It's a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who were made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening, both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives, or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. You see, we can stand in church and praise God. We pay our tithing, we sing in the choir, and then speak badly or gossip about someone else in the church while walking out the church door uh, or in the car on the way home or, I mean, my goodness, in some cases while sitting in the pew. You know, people lean over, lean forward. Did you see what so-and-so came to church dressed in? Can you believe that? Uh, he, he comes to church all dressed up, but do you know who he hangs out with during the week? Have you seen what he does on the weekends? So, you know, that's... That's harmful. That's harmful words that we ought not be speaking. How do you speak to your spouse? How do you speak to your children or other loved ones? Let me ask this. 
do you say or have you ever said anything that sounds similar to this or maybe you've heard it? You never listen or you never this or that. Fill in the blank there. You always misbehave or you always do this or that. Well, why can't you just do the right thing? Why can't you just fill in the blank? You're just lazy or you're just this or that. Do you ever think before you act? All you ever do is nag, 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 or all you ever do is, is sit on the couch, or all you ever do is watch football, or all you ever do is go fishing. Is any of that right? Um, how dumb can you be, or how stupid can you get? Have you ever heard anything similar to that? Maybe said something similar to that? See, these type words or statements, they paint whoever they're spoken uh, to or about into a negative box. These type words, though hurtful and damaging to an adult, are extremely damaging and hurtful to a young child. The list of harmful words and things that we speak and say um, without even thinking about it in a lot of cases, um, or the consequences of our words, these, these things can go on for, for pages of, of, of these type type words that we speak these words they just they come right out of our mouth we don't think about it we just boom we say it because we heard it said or we you know and and it's they're harmful and hurtful words these words come out of the same mouth and they're formed with the same tongue that we praise god with the same mouth and tongue that we in turn ask god to forgive us with negative words produce far-reaching consequences See, with our words, we can destroy our children's dreams and self-worth. With our words, we can destroy our marriage and other relationships. This is why Brother James says the tongue is a restless evil full of deadly poison. <clears throat> so you've heard the saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. This is one of the biggest lies we teach our children to say. The truth is, many times our words hurt much worse than being beat with a stick, and the consequences are usually much farther reaching. Now, I don't know about you, but I've had a lifetime struggle with the tongue. Now, Brother James, he hits me right between the eyes. Uh, to this day, I pray and I work hard to fully submit myself to God in all areas. But that's not always been the case. See, I accepted Jesus into my life at a very young age, but I've not always lived for him and submitted myself to him. As a matter of fact, I spent a large part of my life not doing that. Even today, whenever someone says something that hurts me to the core or, or it angers me, before I can even think, that fiery tongue is all too ready to unleash a quick response, which usually doesn't begin or end with a Bible verse, nor doesn't have any resemblance to love. So I can speak to you with much experience in having used harmful words and having said the wrong thing at the wrong time, especially in my marriage. Now, I'm not proud of this fact, and I'm not saying it uh, in a proud way because I am certainly not. Uh, it's shameful. Uh, and I, I wish you know I could have a do-over of the many situations where I've said the wrong thing. Uh, and it's almost always out of anger. Now, I didn't mean the words I spoke in, in almost every case, but I allowed my emotions to take over. And once that happens, 
Out comes the tongue of restless evil, full of deadly poison. Now, I'm guilty uh, at times of having failed my children as well with my words. Um, I've, I've always tried hard to encourage them, to use encouraging words, but I've failed there at times too. I know I have. Um, so what does the Word of God, what does the Word say, what does Jesus say about our words? Let's look at Matthew 12, chapters 33 through 37, and this is the New Living Translation. A tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. You brood of snakes, how could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And I tell you this, you must give an account on Judgment Day for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. Wow, ouch. Kind of stings, doesn't it? Whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. Straight to the point, with no sugar co- or sugar coating at all on that. So additionally, you must give an account on Judgment Day for every idle word you speak. See, the words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. Let's go back again to what Brother James said about the tongue. With it, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening, both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. So wait a minute. Are you saying that if I speak hurtful words or harmful words or curse words or speak uh, gossip or gossiping about others, that I have an evil heart? No, I, I did not say that. Jesus said that. No sugar coating, no candy sprinkles. You see, it doesn't mean that you don't love Jesus and love God. It doesn't mean you've not been saved and you're not a Christian. You know, Jesus says, whatever is in your heart determines what you say. Some versions say, from the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. So when we say hurtful words or harmful words, curse words, and we gossip about others, this is not from God or of God. This is from the evil one. And Jesus said, I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. Well, the word idle is translated from the Greek word argos. It's A-R-G-O-S. Now, Strong's Concordance defines the usage of argos as idle, lazy, thoughtless, unprofitable, and injurious. So on Judgment Day, we will give an account for every idle, lazy, thoughtless, unprofitable, and injurious word we have spoken. Now, I don't know about you, but sadly, I have a lot of accounting to do. Now, God's Word tells us that when we accept Jesus in our heart and confess Him with our mouth, we are saved and we receive eternal life. And at that moment, our spirit is recreated in Christ Jesus. We are born again. Our past sins are remitted. They're gone forever, never to be remembered by God. 
We are made the righteousness of God. And Romans chapter 8, verse 1 tells us that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So once we are saved and we slip up, we use harmful words, what are we, what are we to do then? Well, 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 through 10 of the English Standard Version says, This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So when we mess up and we fall short, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. See, God knows that we're not perfect and that we'll have failures in this life. Thus the reason he sent his only son, Jesus, to pay the ultimate price for our sins and shortcomings. The more we submit ourselves to God and renew our minds with his word, the more our heart will change and the more mindful we will become of the words that we speak. See, I mentioned that I've had a lifetime struggle with the tongue. Uh, One thing I started doing to to help myself to be more mindful of my tongue and to bridle it is before I say something I shouldn't is, you know, whenever somebody says something that lights my fuse, you know, I'll, I'll just say, you know, I say, get, get thee behind me, Satan. And I say, you know, I forgive you. <clears throat> now, this helps me view the situation as Satan pre- presenting me with an opportunity to unleash the fiery tongue filled with poison. Um, not so much as another person attacking me or hurting my feelings. I, 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 in doing this, I, I bind Satan or rebuke him, and, I, and I, I forgive the person that said it. That's kind of my thought process, so, or thought process, so that I don't hold anything against that person, and, and I don't just speak out of anger. Now, this, is, this has worked for me, and I still fail. Um, but let me give you a, a little pro tip here. Now, this, this is free of charge, and I'm going to highly suggest that you heed it. So if you decide to do this or use this, you know, when your wife or ladies, your husband says something that makes you mad, do not, now I want to repeat this, do not look at her and say out loud, get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> I promise you that she's not going to understand that you're talking to Satan and not calling her Satan, you see. So this, this is not going to make the situation much better. Uh, think it in your mind, but keep the mouth shut. Now, additionally, you know, if she says something that makes you mad, uh, don't, don't look her in the eye and say, I forgive you. Now, trust me, she's not going to take that in the manner that, that you're meaning it either. Uh, so to her, that means that you're telling her she's wrong and did or said something wrong. And again, think it in your mind. Keep the mouth shut. This is tried and tested advice. So I just want you to see the things that I do in order to make others' lives easier. <laughs> so mind you, I never said I was the sharpest tool in the shed here, okay? 
So, but look, in all in all seriousness, our words have consequences, and in this case, uh, it's going to be a negative consequence if you if you were to, to speak like that. Like I said, but but again, all seriousness and and humor aside, if you decide to you know maybe give this a try because it it does work for me if I can if I can catch myself quickly. Um, just to get you know get thee behind me Satan and I, I forgive that person for for my hurt but I just you, you know say it in your mind keep the mouth shut just think that through and then like I said it's something that's kind of helped me uh, <clears throat> to keep from jumping but so when something said that triggers a feeling of anger inside of you um, always a good time to bridle the tongue keep the mouth shut think about your response you don't have to respond right away. Or if you have to have a response right away, it could be like, I need to think about this, I'll get back with you, or something of that nature. Um, but think about think about the consequence of your response before you open your mouth or otherwise act. Now, you know, it's truly interesting how things uh, can happen in life to quickly humble you. Because, you know, even as I was in the process of, of pr- putting this episode together, um, a situation occurred in my life, and I, I failed to properly bridle the fiery tongue. Now, though I've I've been in prayer, I've been studying on this topic, and and I've been working hard on my personal effort to carefully think about you know my responses before opening my mouth. I failed. Uh, I allowed my emotion to control me. I became angry and unleashed the tongue before I even thought it through or stopped and instantly i mean it was instantly my failure hit me right smack in the gut you know and and it's a sick feeling to fail and to sin yet we have an awesome god who has provided us with his word his son jesus so that we are able to repent and confess our sins and our failures and be forgiven to be made righteous and free of condemnation uh, and so there's much more to talk about on the topic of the power of our spoken words. Uh, for now, that's all for this episode. Please join me in episode 24 as we continue talking about the power of our spoken words. I want to thank you for listening, and may God bless you and keep you today and every day as we grow in faith and live the faith life 365 days per year.